So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Ben Wesson. Andy Rodesny. And we're, we're loose ends. And we're going to ask some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? I guess I'll, I'll take that one. Um, ben and I were in, uh, were in some musical projects prior to... We were in a band called Kid Liberty and, and went on to do a few other projects that kind of kind of toggled and uh, just felt like we had some unfinished business, or at least I did some unfinished business with music as well as a lot of life endeavors, uh, both creatively and personally. And um, just wanted to, wanted to tie up said loose end. So I just ran with the last two of that and formed the band. Um, and then uh, what was the second part of that question? I just want to make sure I'm clear on the answer. Uh, what inspired the creation of the band and then the band name meaning? Um, Really what inspired the creation of the band was uh, just the fact that I'd worked with Ben and, and Kyle and Matt, the other two guys that are part of our project uh, before. Um, I had some songs loosely written and uh, no pun intended. Uh, I had some songs <laughs> loosely written and, and wanted to tighten them up a little bit. So reached out to Kyle and um, what started as more of a passion project and something along the lines of a hobby uh you know, grew legs after the initial production process. I reached out to Ben and proposed him jumping on as a vocalist for it and, and bringing the strengths that he possesses in songwriting in that in that realm and um, tied it all together. All right. Solid. All right. Uh, so congratulations on your newest release, Love and Heartache. How do you feel the response to it so far? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Good. It's a... Uh... It's pretty exciting to finally like put this out like like a good production you know we've been waiting for so long to do that just to kind of share with everybody what we've been talking about so we're pretty happy about it hell yeah it's a banger i loved it um so is there any <laughs> meaning you. behind the uh, single name or the cover art i'll let ben take the name on the on the single there he he titled it so as for the the name what, what, what is the question again? Uh, is there the any single. meaning behind the single name? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it really just like has to do, you know, kind of with what the song is about. Like just kind of just grouping it all together as it can mean various things. But really it's like, you know, finding love in heartache. And like mm -hmm. that's kind of a thing that you like almost like don't want to do as a person, but also sometimes end up doing. And uh as far as like the contrast, you know, between like the verse lyrics and the chorus lyrics and how the ending uh, shapes up the whole song, like I kind of just felt like the name was perfect for it. Like I kind of, I kind of went back and forth and was like, oh, can I come up with something cooler or whatever? But it just kind of kept on coming back to me. And I was like, what a better, you know, there couldn't be anything better for like a name for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cover art, is there any meaning behind that? Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I'm really into traditional tattoos and stuff like that anyway. And, and uh, we use the swallow as the bird on there and, and just kind of how, how, how free and purposeful that bird tends to be in, in building its home and, mm -hmm. and uh, what it does. But also at the, at the front of its beak is a needle and thread. So um, I just thought it was uh, a unique take on, on something that had been used over and over in so many uh so many forums for whether whether it was bands or just tattoo art in general uh simplified it gave it a little texture and and uh decided that was going to be the album cover art it was originally the original album art was a friend of mine who now lives in italy sent me a 
it was such a gnarly photo. She took a, a photo of somebody went to throw out a fish, like this giant fish. I don't even know what kind it was, but it was comes from it was this messy, like kind of an attention grabbing photo that um, from a poetic standpoint really looked uh, like it had this impact to it. And I thought, man, how metaphoric for for mm-hmm. life like oh man you didn't even quite get to the trash like mm-hmm. you just got yeah. ripped up on the way in yeah. um and then uh i thought about it did a little crowd testing and felt like it was a little too aggressive for what i was going for a little more like <laughs> yeah. a metal a metal album cover mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. which would have been rad but um yeah i decided to soften it up and go with a little more uh my personal creative touch and, and artistic approach so oh yeah I so, guess you guys just have to make a metal album now. Yeah, the the yeah, black but, the, the black metal album. Can... You've already got a cover art for it. <laughs> yeah, me, me, me and Ben already have ideas, but I, I'll uh, I'll see if I can email you guys the original photo. This it's still a cool picture. I you know maybe I can find somewhere to use it. But we'll see. All right. Yeah. Maybe not for this sound... project. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for the single? Uh, Ben. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like that really starts with you. <laughs> right. Just back you know? you go. <laughs> so, um, I I play a lot of different instruments, but not not in any uh, traditional um, context. Like I wasn't taught guitar or piano or any any of the instruments that I play. I kind of taught myself. So, um, what I'll do is I'll come up with a riff or uh, you know a, a, an idea, maybe on piano, and then. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get the riff down on guitar to a, to a certain extent um, and maybe build on that over a really long period of time. I like to think it through and really uh, find different adaptations to, to extend on. But mm-hmm. then I'll send a video to Kyle, who is uh, our guitarist and also producer on this whole record, and um, have, have him, you know, input uh, what he wants on it uh, or give me some pointers on, on what direction we think we can go. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we essentially construct the entire song instrumentally and sonically that way. And then uh, I'll throw the general idea to Ben mm-hmm. and then he'll, he'll come in with, uh, with some lyrics to lay over it or have an idea for it that way. And, and um, we kind of go from there. So what Kyle and I do is we, at least with this record is we've gone in and produced um, instrumentally everything uh, in overall song structure, how we want it to feel, how we want it to sound, mm-hmm. really looking into different tones and textures, little nuances and, and ambiance, uh, a lot of layering and building into these uh, into these five songs. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of experience, experiential elements that went into it. Um, and then when I sent Ben uh, Love and Heartache, the, the initial uh, or the first track that we wanted to be the single, which our working title was <laughs> uh, was titled. Uh, we called it Butt Sauce. We didn't really. We couldn't come Wait, up with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Did you just say Butt Sauce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> I was, I'm almost reluctant to even throw that out there. But no, we because when you're when you have working titles, you're not even sure what you really want to call it. So it's like identifying identifying what song you're talking about in different variations of conversation or different different levels of one depending on who you're talking to yeah. sometimes you get well what song are we even talking about and it's like well you have to come up with something really wild and off the off yeah so the imagine what it looked like bad. whenever i pulled up open that file to like try to put my piece on it and it was like this is titled butt sauce 
<laughs> you know, but it turned out it turned out to be really awesome, you know. And then from yeah. like that point, like as far as like writing and my process goes, you know, like I kind of have like a vibe. I feel like, you know, with Andy after all this time that I kind of know and like <clears throat> feel that we're gonna be on on a, a good amount of same page as like as far as feeling for the song. And uh, you know, ultimately gave me an unreal good canvas to work on as far as like lyrically and melodically and all that. And I just really was able to sit there and just put headphones in and kind of close my eyes and really write these words and like just kind of really base it off of like a, a you know, a heart feeling and then just kind of shifting between like that going to like, you know, trying to be mechanically sound as far as like, you know, like what's going to what's going to work out for a melodic structure and it's going to sound good, like not only hit the heartstrings, but also like be kind of like cool or clever or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Andy came in with some input as far as like what I was doing too. And it really just, you know, yeah, kind of wrapped up that. I know that's a lot for the writing process, but we, <laughs> that, you know, that's like our favorite thing. We enjoy that. It's like a huge puzzle that we get to put together and like then shape and then reshape. And- yeah. I know for some bands, the working titles do make and wind up being the, the real title for the song. I don't know if I'm upset or happy that <laughs> Butt Sauce isn't the title for this song. <laughs> I, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like Butt Sauce would have would have dropped this song before it ever got anywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what to think of that. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people will click on it and be like, I, this is Scotty fucking garbage. Exactly, <laughs> fucking butt <yeah>. sauce. <laughs> butt sauce, yeah. Um, so where is your headspace at while you guys are writing this song? Ooh. I, I want, I'm actually interested to hear Ben's take on that as far as the lyrical approach. I can, I can get to mine um, for sure, but uh, I don't know that I've actually heard Ben dive too far into it. You have the floor, Ben. All you, Ben. Uh, well well i've talked a little bit about that you know as far as like the uh, love and heartache um you know i when it comes to like writing like a song or just like multiple songs you know working on uh things cohesively like i generally like you know i have an idea and uh it usually goes like to another spot. Like sometimes like I'll start out in like one headspace of like, you know, feeling good, but then the music will bring me to another, another space. And then like, I'll, I'll feel a different way about that. Mm-hmm. And as far as like my headspace, you know, uh, it's been, it's been like a trying year for everybody, I suppose. And, and uh, I will say like, this was a, this was definitely like a good outlet for me to utilize like after work, like stress time and like thinking about just, you know, everything in general and thinking about like, you know, things that have to do with my life and like things that also have to do with Andy's life, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, others around me. And so like, I kind of just, it's really hard to like say exactly like where my headspace was, but like, I definitely was pulling in a lot of emotions, like from my personal life and like observing close people around me, like such as Andy, and, you know, others I, I have here at home. Mm-hmm. Hold on. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll follow up and, and echo a little bit about what Ben's saying. I, I, I mean, as far as the the sonic experience and what we what we crafted instrumentally, um, you know, a lot of what you guys are going to hear on the remainder of the album, um, it's kind of a culmination of experiences over the last decade of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
if you want to break it down numerically or by average, it's every two years, something big or, or, or life-changing happened. Uh, um, uh, as recently as four years ago, um, my very best friend who was a brother to me, quite literally, uh, was, was uh, murdered in a, a horrible domestic violent situation. And oh. um, it, was a, it was a process. I'm, I actually live with his family here in Southern California at the moment. And it was um, quite a moving thing um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but very, very uh, kind of put me in a dark space for a long time. And I really had to work through a lot of things that I don't think people generally have to experience when in regards to losing somebody. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's, it's such a unique thing. And then of course you have to follow up with a, with a trial and that sort of thing. Through a lot of varied um, ebbs and flows and emotional ups and downs with all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going through a grieving process, um, things that you see and learn about that, that incident, uh, very impactful on a level that I would never wish on any human being. Um, and then later, uh, I was um, diagnosed bipolar shortly after that. So it was a lot of ins and outs with that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I speak very openly about um, mental health and, and so I don't have any um, shame or shyness around saying it out loud. In fact, I'm working through uh, a lot of that at the moment. And then uh, all the way up to uh, last summer when we started crafting these songs in the first place, like really applying them to, to a recording process uh, was going through, like Ben was saying, I think over 2020 and going into 2021, you know, COVID, uh, COVID-19 really impacted a lot of my life personally. Uh, I had very good trajectory and a career in textiles here in LA and I have my own brand as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, the world got put on hold and it was just a lot of, um, a lot of an empty feeling and like who, who I am, what I'm doing. Uh, I realized that I had put a lot of stock in who I am um, based on my work and what I'm contributing and mm -hmm. uh, having to relearn and, and change my perspective on who I am mm -hmm. um, in a way that doesn't, uh, that, that my work doesn't reflect. My work is just my work, whether yeah. it's music or whether it's what I do professionally to keep my lights on and that sort of thing. Um, so having to separate those two or learning to separate those two for a, a better, healthy mental space uh, was, was pretty critical. And a lot of that you're gonna hear on this record um, mm -hmm. as it pertains to the loss of, of my best friend and my brother, uh, we have a song um, on that as well. It's the only acoustic song on the record. And we really, really layered in a lot of, you know, um, wind tones and, and uh, this very haunting sound to it, marching snares at the back end. So you get kind of a mid 90s smashing pumpkins kind of feel to it, but mm -hmm. in this very modern story so far, turnover kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, so just, uh, it's kind of a good mixture of sound in that. So a lot of uh, read that long, very long-winded explanation of where my headspace was was really all over the place, and, and yeah. how these developed, and and I hope uh, I hope that it translates. Uh, I think one other end of it was kind of a spiritual change for me. This is by by no means a religious record or even a mm -hmm. spiritual one for that matter, but more of one of philosophy and questioning. Um, you know, I struggled with this idea of uh, uh, an afterlife and a um, a deity that 
I or we as a, as a collective of human beings have to explain ourselves to something that knew the outcome of, of the whole thing all along, mm-hmm. uh, that knew what our actions were going to be or not going to be or our decisions for that matter. So the, the title of the record really came out of that question. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what, what would you tell God if, if you run into that? Um, mm-hmm. that thing, uh, when you're faced with your judgments and, mm-hmm. and how, what do you say? So the contrast of the record and the headspace I was in it, when I approached Ben was the music itself being a universal language in general, mm-hmm. and then Ben lyrics coming over that music, um, are more or less God and the human experience finding a way to have this conversation with each other in a, in a sonic experience altogether. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm processing everything. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Wow. All right. Um, so on a lighter note, I don't know how to, I don't, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. Firstly, I'm sorry about that. Thank you. Um, but while listening through the record, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys? Hmm. Ben, where are you at with lyrical influence? Everything is Ben first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, lyrical influences. I don't. I don't know. Like, I would hate to say, like, you know, that, that I like catch myself being like, oh, maybe I'm like drawing from this or that mm-hmm. because they're my favorite. But I guess that would make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I really okay. So I really love me some Burt McCracken. Like, I love the used. I fucking yeah, love the used. Love the you used. Know? one of my favorite vocalists like ever lyrically melodically like just a hook lord you know what i mean I which i agree which i would love to be i would love to be a hook lord mm-hmm. uh i'd probably also say <laughs> like <laughs> for some reason the the name is it's right there but i can't think of it but a uh, uh, singer of like coheed coheed and cambria yeah, yeah what's what i, what's I don't know his what name yeah <laughs> Man I, I, man, I should know that. Yeah, I don't know. We his should name. all know that. I, I know, like, yeah, I thought you were stuck on the band name. You know the second half of it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know the band name, but I just couldn't. I can't remember his name for some reason. I wish I know it's a, it's right there. But I'll think of it here in like a minute. Claudio anyways, Sanchez. Like, I think yeah. There you, there you go. There you go. You know, those are just people that I probably you know I really enjoy. So I probably just want. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want people to hear that or something maybe i guess yeah. i don't know um but yeah i think that's it i had from an instrumental approach um i draw from a lot of different influences i, I deftones is probably bleeding into everything i do mm-hmm. musically I, I love i get i get a lot of from friends about them like you know their music's not overly complex that's what i love about it is they're more of a tone seeking band um and a texture seeking band so in my what i love about all of their records especially everything they've done with producer terry date um is it's like a it's like a train and once it gets going there's this momentum in every song that just keeps the record driving forward and so i personally try to approach um, in terms of what you want to consider pop punk or what, what we've quan grown ass pop punk is kind of my hashtag these days, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, something with a little bit more of a maturation to the sound. Yeah. Um, 
I love that approach. I love this idea that you're, you're getting in a vehicle, so to speak, and you're either going to buckle in or you're going to have to bail out of this very fast moving car. Um, if you don't like it, uh, which is, you know, always subjective with anything music. So Deftones, Steph Carpenter's, you know, Chino Marino, Abe Cunningham as a drummer is one of my favorite drummers. Uh, and again, not for any technical reasons, but because of his, his consistency uh, and his, his um, intention behind every little thing that he applies to it. So I love that. Um, the story so far, big, big influence. You're going to hear quite a few, quite a few uh, digs on this record with them. Mm -hmm. uh, Yellow card. Uh, really love the, the, the pop elements that Ryan key and, and Sean Mackin and the rest of the guys used to put in there. And then, classic stuff like classic punk rock to me uh, strung out the no use for names propaganda there's these different guitar tones and elements in there you're going to hear um on on one song we have uh it's a little bit more of a drivey pop punk song mm -hmm. kind of one of those look in the rear view mirror and leave your hometown behind songs Ooh, um, I love those. yeah so you gotta, you'll love those that one favorite. yeah um that one's got that one's got some some technical guitar riffage in it that uh is a little more tucked in it's not quite on top of the rest of the song Mm -hmm. uh, but you listen, you'll hear it and be like, okay, they're really not just writing these simple four chord Johnny's. I mean, we are, yeah. but there's a little bit more application <laughs> to it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, some, some varied approaches to that, uh, as far okay. as where I was writing. All right. All right. Solid. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Both of you have to do it. Looking badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good one that's it uh happy sad emo all right okay that's fair that's fair i'll give that to you i'll give that to you uh so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through the record roller coaster of emotions okay that's fair yeah <laughs> Yeah, we are on a roller coaster of emotions front car, and we want people to be on the rest of the train with us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll I'll echo that. I think I think that's more than reasonable. Um, also, just going into it, be um, be open. I, I think uh, having been um, having been brought onto this record, his vocal tone is not in any way, shape, or form what you would expect on a on a, a typical pop punk album you don't have the mm -hmm. that youthful sound of you know post high school post college grad kind of thing um mm -hmm. like i said i was really seeking out a certain mature um sound and in, in or overall sound uh to this and ben ben has a very intense delivery in his voice um or, or intense delivery in what he's saying um some of it getting you know, really gritty. There's some gravel in his guts. And, um, you know, I, I think if people are open to hearing the, the undertones of everything that we intentionally said in these songs, especially mm -hmm. lyrically, um, you're going to get um, a slightly different emotional experience to the record versus what you would get um, off of, uh, off of uh, a typical pop punk album. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years? it's a tough one yeah. um you know one. we're 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 older you know we 
Ben and I spent a lot of our youth in the van seeing this country. We've been very fortunate and blessed to have oh. been in all 48 continental United States and um, even some other countries with it. And, and um, as far as touring and what, what we're going to be doing professionally or even putting out records, I, I constantly see us doing music for sure, recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that what we've done on this EP with so much of the intention and purpose behind it um, bring some visibility to it by people that are able to help facilitate uh, some opportunity for us and playing some live shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, we're older, we're, you know, we're in our mid thirties. It's kind of like, just, we just do this for a lot of fun. Now we don't have a yeah. label to subscribe to or, or, or impress upon and, and meet these demands that came with what we had before and, and uh, really writing music for us. So uh, yeah, I hope we're able to play, some shows maybe some festivals or some short tours if it turns anything greater than that then awesome but definitely continuing to put out music that we're really passionate about and want want to reach people with um mm-hmm. that's my input on it uh-huh. Solid. anything you want to add ben uh, i mean he said it pretty well like yeah it's just gonna keep making music i'm just having a blast doing that you know and if there's yeah. uh if there's you know this this uh, demand for it and i'm here to supply you know <laughs> you yeah know? So like, all right fair if, people, enough. If, if people dig the music and it ends up being that it's available that we can play some shows i have some fun with everybody i'm on board for it oh yeah oh, i get that i get that uh so for these last couple of questions we're actually gonna shift away from music if that's okay with you guys sure sick so we're gonna go shoot to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink Hmm. <laughs> it's an interesting question it is yeah that's i mean that's pretty that's a pretty profound thing it's just a fun way to ask like what's your favorite meal basically yeah we just like even to then. eat i'm going through like with i'm putting through order in order right now like and i'm just it's like hard to decide which one's competing for the first spot <laughs> i get that. what you're saying first yeah <laughs> Um, well, it's probably it's gonna it's gonna be for me just like Mexican food of some sort. So true, yeah. So, if I could just get like if I could just get like a visit to a Mexican buffet place and I could put all of the Mexican food in one plate, that would be my <laughs> that would be my that would be my meal. I don't know if that really counts for, it, but like that counts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go with that. Down. Yeah. Well, what's your drink? Oh yeah, what's oh, your my drink. drink? Mm-hmm. um well i would probably go with uh maybe some like topo chico i guess Ooh. okay uh, <laughs> something something sugar-free you know because uh you know i gotta worry about the sugar at that point right sure <laughs> i don't want to go out with the you know because of sugar <laughs> yeah. rather That's the lethal awesome. injection That's so awesome. Oh my god! It's kind of kind of like how they they sterilize the needle. They sterilize your arm before they inject you with your, you know. You're like worried about it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Exactly. Well, I mean, so what weird. if it doesn't kill you? Like that's that's a valid concern. What if you're yeah. like, yeah. I mean, a god? I, I'm, I'm then what? If I get staph infection on my final moments. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, I'll 
two things. This is going to be two polar opposite answers. Um, okay. I just experienced Crossroads Kitchen here in Los Angeles for the first time mm-hmm. um, a week ago. And uh, I believe Travis Barker is somehow involved in it, but uh, oh, cool. it's a vegan restaurant, but it's like, as far as like the food and the quality of the cuisine, super, super good. It, it was just, it was such a, such an incredible culinary experience. And so they're, the spicy rigatoni pasta there, I think either that or uh, I got to I got to shout out my boy Ray over at Ray's barbecue in Huntington Park. Like it's he has award winning Texas style barbecue in Texas, but is a native Angelino and is some of the most phenomenal barbecue I've ever had in my life. He's, he's uh, very well acclaimed in, in the world of barbecue. And I think uh, if I had to go um, cruelty free, I'm going Crossroads Kitchen. If I mm-hmm. if I had to go with uh, all the animal product, I'm going with. <laughs> I'm going with Ray's. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, a drink and you have to wash a drink with down. that. Root beer. Okay. So true. Uh, Virgil's Virgil's root beer would have to be the the going out. Never mind the sugar, never mind any of that. I'm going for it all the way, dude. All right. Uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world for a week. I'd mm-hmm. probably live in Oz. Oh, like the Wizard I, of Oz. Yeah, and I'm hopefully all the characters are there. Mm-hmm. Well, I would assume yeah. so. They kind of live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oz for me. Okay, that's good. It's a good choice. We haven't gotten that one. Um, not think. nearly enough. Not yeah. for as popular as it is. Yeah. Oh, Toy Story. Yeah. Not, you know what? You know what? Never mind. I'm gonna renege on that one. That. It's a, it's a good or an attractive concept of a, of a life to live. I'm going to go with Springfield from The Simpsons. I, I okay, feel like yeah. I could just hang out with everybody on that show as a character. That's a good call. My, my jam. I'm going to Springfield. That's a good call. All right. Uh, all right. Good choice. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? Blue. Taste. Uh, well, I don't have a favorite color. What? It all depends on what it is. See, I feel like that question should be followed dot, 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 or we're like, you know, what is your favorite color for this thing or this oh. thing, this thing? But oh, you know, when you ask me long. that, this is, this is what I'm going to give you. You okay. ask me that for some reason, green popped in my head. Okay. All right. Well, Green's a good color. Green. Yeah. We'll take green. Because we'll we won't green. let anybody say, I don't have a favorite color because exactly. that's just it's wrong. Banned. That's, that's the banned. wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? You know, I'll go a little shameless here. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a clothing brand uh, called Low Company. It's spelled L-A-U-X uh, company that I started uh, about 12 years ago and recently became fully official. You can follow that at Low Company CA as well. Um, it's also under the Loose Ends uh, brand umbrella. So you can check that out. But it is primarily focused around living a positive and uplifting life. Um, but with a chip on your shoulder, I grew up with a lot of skate rats and punk rockers that were into tattoos and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of middle fingers up to the world. And we were constantly told we were nothing but low lives and we'd never amount to anything. Wow. But everybody, everybody in my circle and everyone that I knew that was being, you know, lumped into that uh, stereotype were the best people that you could possibly ask for. Shirt off their back, kind of salt to the earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I altered the spelling to be instead of l-o-w and have that negative connotation to it um 
to be L-A-U-X and uh, give, give it a little romance and, uh, mm. and ran with it. So we've been, we've been big into production the last uh, two years. And uh, I do small batch runs as well. So everything's really limited, but very, very high quality driven. And uh, something that people um, seem to be very proud to wear out and reflect this idea of um, the underdog story and coming out of coming out of the the woodwork to be better. So, yeah. um, and given uh, recent experiences that I shared specifically on this podcast, uh, coming out of dark times, I feel like, uh, and even recent dark times, I think it's important that people find uh, or understand there are communities of people that do do give a shit and care a lot about um pressing on and being optimistic mm-hmm. um even when it doesn't seem like there's a reason to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right uh, well thank you okay. first now well do you have anything cool. well i was just gonna throw in there too because uh, i was just like oh i don't really know what to throw in there but uh we have i have like another project i'm, I'm like a, in a folk band like folk country kind of thing here back mm-hmm. in texas <laughs> and uh you know andy's gonna come play drums for that too on the record when it <laughs> When, it, when it's done, because, you know, we've been going back and forth. And at thus far, the producer is going to be doing the drums, but I'm trying to get Andy to come do it. And I'm I'm here playing with a few of my best friends, and uh, we've actually decided to go ahead and uh, pull the trigger on an EP that we're going to release later in the year called By the Light of Venus. Uh, and the band is called Smith & Wesson. So, you know, if you're following along with the Lucens deal, you know, you can kind of go back and forth, maybe check out that project, too, if you're, it happened to be into some slow folky country jams <laughs> all right Solid. Uh, i love how you guys plugged everything except the band that we were talking yeah. about today come on <laughs> well, of course of course we want to talk all about loose ends i think it's awesome but this is we're such a a complex group of gentlemen that, that got involved in this and ben ben is one of the most talented songwriters uh, i've ever been uh been fortunate enough to work with so mm-hmm. uh yeah of course loose ends all day we want to want to push that but that's a that's why we got on the conversation with you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having questions ready and being fluid and cohesive with everything. This is this has been a great interview. Of course. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all so much. Did we, yeah. did we talk about like the video release date too? Like you got those dates oh, yeah. on? Yeah, we've got the, the, the music video drops June 11th. We're doing a, an exclusive premiere with a publication that I haven't, according to my management, uh, we or our management, I haven't been able to I haven't been permitted to, to say just yet. But okay. that, means it's big. We, that means it's yeah, all press. We will, yeah, we will be we will be announcing that hopefully here in the next uh, day or two, uh, mm-hmm. or at least by the end of the week. Um, mm-hmm. But look forward to that because it's I'm very, very excited for who who uh, picked this one up. So. All right. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. For now, this guy's it's been Loose Ends and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast. <laughs>